Welcome to the Ladies in Enrichment and Entrepreneurs Club Worldwide, where we support women um, by giving them advice for free and helping them to grow in their personal development. Today we have a special guest with us, and I would like for her to introduce herself. Hi there. Hi there, my name is Margaret Hirsch and I'm the Chief Executive Officer at Hirsch's Home Stores, which is the largest independent appliance, electronics, furniture and bedding company in South Africa. We've been going for 43 years and we have stores right around the country, including Samsung stores as well. And yeah, we're um, going from strength to strength. Thank God we survived and thrived through COVID and we're opening new branches this year and next year. So our company is still growing, even though it's been around for such a long time. And people know that they can trust us. And today, in a world where people are putting things online and you send your money and you don't get anything, well, at least they know we've been around for so long and they know how to find us and they feel very secure in buying online from us. So we still have our brick and mortar stores around the country, but we sell our online business has really grown exponentially since COVID. Yeah. Uh, online business is thriving these days. How do you feel yeah. about... Um, uh, you know the sales online and the sales you know um, people going to your stores well you know people still like to see and touch and feel something if you're going to buy a fridge you want to open the door you want to pull out the drawers you want to see imagine how you're going to put your food in it if you want to buy an oven you want to see the size of your oven you bring your dishes and and you want to put them into the oven to make sure they fit I mean how often have you bought something online and I know she has shoes I always buy them online they never fit and the dresses you buy online um, often don't fit you buy a medium and you buy a large and it's enormous so at least with, with my stores you can see it you can see the pictures on the TVs you can you know feel everything and feel the weight of the iron you see what the ironing board looks like we sell everything for the home so but people are still don't want to come into the stores they really don't it's too much of a bag they stuck at home they've moved out to the coast so we do sell a lot online and you can go online and have a look and a lot of people come into the store they first of all research it online then they come into the store decide what they're going to buy and then they go home discuss it and then they'll buy it online because it just gets delivered the same day and it's really really convenient yeah Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, I also like shopping online. I think it's so convenient these days. Everything is just so easy. Uh, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true what you say. I mean, sometimes you get, you will uh, order your size dress and then it comes two sizes bigger or one yeah. size smaller. <laughs> uh, why, Margaret, did you choose many years back to go into this type of business? Well, we didn't really choose it. It chose us because, um, you know, I when I got pregnant, my boss fired me. So he didn't want any pregnant woman working there and he didn't want to pay me while I was off. So he promptly fired me. And in those days, it was quite admissible to do that type of thing. And then my husband was very bored in his job and he was a refrigeration technician. And he said to his boss, why don't we start to sell appliances? And his boss said, well, if you think you can do it, why don't you do that? And that's actually how we started. So um, it was quite a busy time for me because I've been married for five years and then I had two children in the space of one year so um I went from having we went from having two jobs and no children to having two children and no jobs between us so it was a very busy time and we had to keep going and we just started it and we started small we started just repairing appliances and from there we started selling people new ones and from we started with just fridges and stoves and then it grew to washing machines and dishwashers and so it went on and on until now we sell everything for the home so yeah it, it grew slowly it evolutionized over the years and I always I tell all my entrepreneurs 
you are not going to become rich overnight, no matter how hard you try. That's what happens in the movies, but in real life, it's a long, hard haul. But if you just keep going, you'll definitely get there. And you've got to keep expanding. You know, I'm, I always say God gives you a little bit of money and he sees how you handle it. If you handle it well, he gives you a bit more. If you waste it, he doesn't give you any more. So that's why a lot of people, you know, businesses stay small, they stay poor, because they don't handle the money well. You've got to learn how to handle big sums of money. If I, when I started out, was I mean, I deal in billions today. So, I mean, I could never have handled that kind of money. I wouldn't have known how to handle it. But because we built up literally adding a note, our first day's taking was 11 cents. I said, by the end of the week, I want to make 110 rand. So I made put a note on, you know, and I just kept on adding noughts until today I'm, I'm talking in billions. So it's, it's a slow process. Everybody wants to become rich overnight. It doesn't work. You've got to take it slowly. That's my advice to every entrepreneur. Such great advice. You already gave us advice. We're not even there yet. <laughs> but thank you so much. Yes, no, it's true. You cannot just think that you're going to step into something and just be a success overnight. Yeah. There is steps that you need to take. And um, I think this is something that a lot of people need to hear on a daily basis when they feel like I'm going to give up. I don't want to go on. I don't feel like doing this one more day. Um, yeah. then they need to listen to your words actually and realize that, you know, you, what you said is you uh, started off very small and now you are such a huge company. Um, I want to share screen your website and I think, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to go to the about page. And here you can, yeah, you can tell us. Yeah, that's when we got married in 1972. We started the business in 1979. And you saw it was just a little store that only did repairs. And from there, we went to the next store in 1984, which was the first store that we bought because we realized we were paying rent every month, but we were not getting anything back from it. So we thought, well, this is crazy. So we went and we bought that next store on auction. And our tipping point was the microwave oven, which came into South Africa in about 1982. So um, nobody knew how to use it. So I worked out how to use it, and I had little cooking schools. So in our first little shop that you see in 1979, that shop was so small, I had to put all the appliances on the pavement, get the ladies in, show them how to cook a chicken and a pineapple upside down cake and make fudge and things like that in the microwave. So then when we bought the store down the road, and we had the shop downstairs, but I had a cookery school on the top. So people used to come to me and I taught them how to cook. Oh, and lovely. Then, yeah. And then from there, we opened our big superstore, which was in 1998, and our store in in 2001. And so we went through 2002, we opened four ways in Johannesburg. And then we started opening stores around Johannesburg, Steubens Valley, Centurion, um, and at that stage, I opened my first franchise store, which wasn't a success. So don't people say, oh, you had such success. I had a couple of failures. I opened that as a franchise store. The franchisee ran it into the ground. I had to take it back, give him his money back and start all over again. Then I opened in Meadowdale because our mom, one of my mentors and the person I really looked up to named June Chu, she used to have a company called Appliance City. And that was in the store at Meadowdale. So that's why I bought that store because it was really lucky for her. And I thought it'd be lucky for me too, which it has been. And then we opened in Hillcrest and um, Milneton and Cape Town, Silver Lakes and Pretoria, Somerset West and the Cape, 
Brackpan and Gauteng, Hyde Park and right in the middle of Joburg. And our latest store at Waterfall, which is in a new suburb in the middle of Joburg in Midrand, which is an up and coming suburb. All the yuppies live there, beautiful, expensive houses. And we, that's the right area for us. So we've got all those stores as well as that. And we also got Samsung concept stores. So we have um, all the Samsung stores in Mall of Africa, in um, Sandton City, all the big shopping centers, Gateway in Amshanga, Pavilion in Westfall. So we, we, those are Samsung stores that only sell Samsung because Samsung is one of our biggest suppliers. Yeah. Mm. So mm. I love that. It took years and years and years and years to go through to get to where we are today. It did not happen overnight. And that's what I tell people. You've got to go slowly and invest that money. So all of those properties we now own, so we don't pay any rent on them because they're all paid for. And so that's what gives us the edge because other people are scraping to pay their rent. We don't have to do that. We paid that rent. And, this, and that was our success during COVID because I paid off all my stores. So when we needed, and my salary bill goes into lots of millions every month, I could draw on my access bonds to pay my staff while COVID was on, while we would have no money coming in for six weeks and everybody putting their hand out for their salary. That's where I got the money from. People said, how did you survive? I had access bonds there that were, that were paid off and I use them to pay my staff, to pay my creditors, and to keep me going through COVID. Yeah, that's how you run a business. Um, is there any long-term goal that you still focus on, something that you would really like to achieve? Well, so we've, we've covered nearly the whole of, of South Africa now, and so we've got very, very good neighbours in South Africa. We've got Mozambique on the one side, we've got um, Zimbabwe, Zambia, on the other side, we've got Namibia. So I think our next step is definitely to go into the, our neighboring countries and to help them to have the, the beautiful products that we sell. A lot of them come in, for instance, Botswana, there's so many lovely lodges there. They come into South Africa, they buy the goods and we, we've got to export them out for them. So that's just going to be our focus going forward. And I think that's going to be our massive growth going forward as well. Mm, mm, that's a really nice goal to, to reach at the end. Uh, give us advice. You already gave us advice, but give us some uh, advice, something that you've learned through the years that maybe is not working and now you figured out how it works. Well, I think the first thing you've got to do, people say to me, have you got any regrets? And I say, I only regret that I didn't start sooner because if I'd have started sooner, I'd been more successful sooner. So um, I think a lot of us were taught to, you know, go to school and get a job and, you know, buy a house and retire. And that was it. And I always tell the story that in my matric year, we were 12 girls. Eight of them got married straight out of school because we were all very poor and our families married us off to get rid of us. And I got engaged at 17 straight out of school. And my mother said to me, my fiance worked for the South African Railways at that time, which was considered an exceptionally good job. My mother said to me, you're so lucky you're going to have such a good pension. And I just thought at 17, I just saw my whole life flash before my eyes. And I don't want a pension. That was the last thing I was thinking of. So I jumped on a, on a ship and went across to, to England and worked there and went to see the world. But most of the people just stayed in that little rut and just never got out of there, you know. And that was what we were taught. That's what we thought life was all about. But I went and I saw there's, there's so much more to life. And you know, to go out. My biggest regret is that I only learned about motivation and, and self-motivation. When I was 50, my husband gave me a ticket to the Anthony Robbins show in America. And that changed my life completely because from then we really took off because then we realized that you can do anything. That's what you think about, you bring about. And if you can visualize it, it says in the Bible, if you can see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And that we really, we visualized what we wanted. We wanted to be the biggest appliance company in South Africa. And we are. And when you think we came from that tiny little store, just selling toasters and kettles, it's just, just an amazing journey. 
And, but we knew what we were going for and we actually got there. So we wanted to own all our properties and pay them off, which we did. And now we're going to expand and we're going to go from strength to strength. My greatest joy and my greatest success is I had a son and a daughter and they're both in the business, but my son took over the business about 10 years ago and we're just there to help now. So I'm not actually working in the business anymore. I work on the business, but um, my son runs the business for us extremely successfully. He's very, very sought after. He's head of the Family Business Association for, for another society, and he helps family businesses. I'm a great believer in family businesses because I think that families that work together, eat together, live together, stick together. And, you know, if you look at, at our society today, there's so many divorces. I mean, in South Africa, mm. the divorce rate is 70%. If we can keep families together, what's the most important thing in your life is your family. And the last thing you want is scattered across the oceans, you know. So if we can keep families together, working together, living together, making money together, it's a recipe for success. Yes, it's true. It's very true. Uh, even for me, my son and my daughter, they are already uh, entrepreneurs that are doing their own things. And my son is a cyclist, so he's fixing bikes. And one day, maybe he's going to have his own bike shop, who knows. Uh, and they're still in school they are still very young because I'm entrepreneur thinker and yeah. I love also to encourage women out there to yeah. go for it well, you know, you know that's my whole thing going forward. My, my goal is to have every woman financially independent because a financially independent woman has choices. She doesn't have to stay with a man who's beating her. She doesn't have to worry about her children, how she's going to feed them and how she's going to clothe them and how she's going to educate them. If she's financially independent, she can she can leave at any time that she doesn't want to be with the person she's with. And she can okay. take her children and she can educate them, feed them and clothe them. So, yeah, so a lot of women are thrown into a situation where they never thought it would happen. They thought they found the man of their dreams they got married they had their children and everything was perfect and suddenly he goes and you don't know how you have to cope with your grief you have to cope with your children you have to cope with yourself and you don't know what to do so what I did is I worked with a lady by the name of Mary Ann Wundler now Mary Ann Wundler was Nelson Mandela's chef when he was in office and when he retired she retired and I said to you too young and too vibrant to retire so what we did is we started a cookery school in my store in Amlazi and we took ladies out of the township with no education. You do not need an education. You don't need anything. You just need a brain in your head that you're going to use. And we took them out and we taught them not only to cook, but to cook and make a living from cooking. So all these ladies today are making a living from cooking. The year before COVID, when we were still up and running, we had 890 women go through our school that year. Every one of them is working and earning money to support their families. And that is my goal, to get women financially independent. None of those women need to ask a man for any money. Mm. And you know, I can't believe that the women I work with today, from the richest to the poorest, I promise you, it's exactly the same thing. They think the man has to give them money. And I say, what on earth makes you decide that a man has to give you money to look after yourself and your children? That's your responsibility. Take responsibility for it and know that you have to provide for them. You've got to work. Don't ask a man for money because as soon as you ask him for money, you're beholden to him and you've got to jump to his tune. So if yeah. you don't want to do that, don't ask him for the money. And I've never asked my husband for a cent in my life before that's why I was married for five years before I had children because I wanted to have enough money that if anything happened I knew that I could survive and my children could survive as well so I think if, if women sort of think it through and decide that there's there's nowhere in the world that it says a man has to provide for you because he really doesn't you've got to provide for yourself and if you decide to have children you've got to provide for those children too and I think if we can change that narrative and get rid of the patriarchal society where women th think that they're going to listen to a man or behold be beholden to a man those days are gone in mm. fact i see the opposite coming through where now 
woman like me, my husband is my entertainment committee. He's there to entertain me. He doesn't have to provide food for me. He doesn't provide accommodation for me. He doesn't provide anything for me. He just is there to entertain me. And, you know, it's such a, it's a much better relationship. You don't ever fight. Okay. And it's, it's definitely the way that, that I think the world is going to go because no man wants to go and work himself to a frazzle to pay somebody to stay at home to look after his kids. I mean, that's just not fair. So that's, that's my philosophy and that's what I think. So I teach these women to, to make money from cooking and from, and they make, these particular ladies specialize in funerals. So in Africa, when there's a funeral, it's a big occasion. It's like a wedding, and everybody comes from far and wide, and you feed them, and they, you know, they sing and they do all sorts of things, and and and, and they go away. So the bereaved family obviously can't do. It. So these ladies come in, they do the cooking, and for which they get paid, and then they have enough money to support their children. So you might say, but you know, how do I start? Well, if you start, and the one lady came to me, and she had no money. We actually tipped her handbag out, and she had thirty rand, which is the equivalent of in dollars, I don't even know, a couple of like 20 cents. I mean, it was nothing, but we had enough to buy the ingredients to make one cake. And that's what we did. We made just one cake and we went and sold it for 60 rand. So we doubled our money. Then we went, we had enough money to buy ingredients for two cakes. So we went and sold those and we got 120 rand. And then we went and bought ingredients for four cakes and we sold those and we got 240 rand. And that's how we built up. So if I teach anybody to do anything, I make them go and teach other people. So oh. there we are um, with the ladies and each lady had to take four ladies and teach them to cook. And with these particular ladies, we did baking. So we baked the cakes and we sold the cakes and we made money. And we oh. started with just 30 rand baking one cake and then we made two cakes, four cakes, eight cakes, 16 cakes, two cakes. And so it went on until we, uh, this, this particular lady, whose name is Anna, is now extremely wealthy today. She drives a Mercedes Benz. She is, she's in the pound seats. But she in turn had to teach other women. So each time we taught women, we made them go and find four women to teach to do exactly the same thing that we taught them. And that is how those women are now financially independent. Oh, lovely story. I love it. I mean, it's, it must feel so amazing for you to know that you also, you're reaching out and you're helping. And once you do that, once you support women in any way, you feel, you feel so enriched yourself. Uh, and that is, yeah, that's why I also start LSC because I felt the need to go out there and God put it on my heart to help women to promote their businesses as well. Um, so it's lovely to hear how you took them from, from, again, from a very small to a very successful business. Yeah. And the cakes look lovely. I mean, they look yeah, stunning. They do. They do. Yes. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and they really went from strength to strength. But the, the beauty of it is that they taught their children that they had a good work yeah. ethic and they taught their children a good work ethic. Because the problem with Africa is that people do not have a good work ethic. You know, why is China so successful? Because the people have a good work ethic. Africa, they don't have a good work ethic. So he has this little boy three weeks before this, he was sitting at home with his mother doing nothing. We brought her and we taught her to make the cakes. He worked with her. He we knew how to make the decorations. He knew how to decorate the cakes. He could, knew how to go and sell the cakes on her behalf. He used to take them out and go and sell them. And then he had a good work ethic. He understood that if you wanted money, you had to work for it, that nobody's just going to give it to you. And that's everybody sitting around waiting for the lotto or something that you can't do that. You've got to work hard. And we taught them only two to four cakes and we, they all very very successful yeah oh that's lovely so you also teach the youngsters which is great because of course a, a child looks up to their parents and 
you know, they see what their mom's doing, what their dad's doing. Children do what they see their parents do. They don't listen to what their parents say. They see you do it, they will do it. That's why my children have a good work ethic because they were brought up with a good work ethic. They know that they've got to work every day. They don't want to spark off and do nothing, you know. So it makes a huge, huge difference to the children because what my son learned in, in working with us in the store in his school years stood him in good stead when he started work because he had a, he had a, you know, it catapulted above all the others. We now had to come into the workplace and start learning one how to work and two what to do. He already knew how to work and he knew what to do. So it's a great thing. I think every parent should teach their child how to work. Yes, yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Margaret, for sharing those um, photos, images of your lovely entrepreneurship with the woman and also helping them. I mean, that's great. And I'd love to see more of that in future um, we will well we do I have an yeah i have an entrepreneurs club every friday at 11 o'clock so anybody can key in it's live on my facebook page and we teach oh. entrepreneurs we have other people who come in and teach them all different aspects from podcasts to how to do the legal stuff how to do their books we do that we teach them free gratis and for nothing all they have to do is join the free facebook page and even if they can't join it's recorded they can just go back and look at the previous ones that we've done and i mean we started so many businesses so many businesses are successful and so many businesses we started during COVID are extremely successful now that is all it's nearly finished here and yeah and they've had that time to actually get their businesses up and running and we taught them step by step on our entrepreneurs club every Friday. Oh, that's lovely. I, I would love to put that also. I will include that link in a banner yeah. under this video so that people can just go and uh, visit your Facebook live sessions. Um, your main uh, social media account is that the website? That I share screens. Well, I, I, I'm on everything. We've got our website, which is fantastic. I've got my Margaret Hirsch website. I have got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Hirsch's has got Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. So we've got lots. We're all over everywhere. Lots. Yeah, and um, they can they can see us. But all my shows that I do are live and are recorded on the Facebook page. Okay, great. I'll share that as well. Uh, would you like to collaborate with Alice by doing a small giveaway? Yeah, so, um, you know, I believe your greatest the thing that's most important in your life, what is the most important thing in your life? And the answer is your health. Without your health, you have nothing. So the woman always has to be healthy because she's now, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to be healthy, you have to be energetic. And from that, you, you, you look after your husband, you look after your children, and you make sure that they're healthy and energetic. So for me, I'm vegan, so I don't eat meat, chicken, fish, don't drink milk, and don't eat eggs. So I have a completely plant-based diet. And for that, I'm extremely healthy. I'm 72 years old. I still work for 20 hours day seven days a week and i have the energy to do that because i'm not filling my body with stuff that's going to clog it up and make it unhealthy so um, i'm going to give away a vegan cookbook i wrote the vegan cookbook myself because people don't understand veganism so it teaches you how to do all sorts of different food um, i've just had a whole lot of blood tests done and my blood was absolutely perfect i had the right amount of red, red blood cells the right amount of white blood cells everything was perfect and i only eat plants so it is possible i'm living proof of that and in my book i teach people how to do it so that is my cookbook. It's called Hirsch's Vegan Cookbook, and I'll give it away to any lucky um, reader who wants to come and, and ask for it, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Thank you so much, Margaret. Would love to have it myself, so I'll go on which site to order this book. You Where? go onto the Hirsch's, just on Hirsch's, www.hirsch's. Right. And come up, you can buy it on there, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Margaret, for your time today. Thank you for sharing 
so much with us. I mean, this was such an inspiration for me as well as a young mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And I feel that um, in future, I would love to touch base with you to see where you're going. And we can, yeah, we can talk more about the ladies that you're helping. And yeah. I would love to- The children, um, I work yeah. a lot with children. I work in the schools. I work with the girls who don't have sanitary pads. We get them up and running. So yeah, I'm so glad that now COVID's over, I can get back into the schools because for two years I couldn't go into the schools and talk to the girls. So there's a lot of poor girls that were trying to go to school and they haven't got sanitary protection. So we help them with that as well. I work in the orphanages. I run an orphanage with a fabulous, fabulous woman. Um, and, and for Women's Day, we're doing a video on all the amazing women that I work with who do amazing things every single day. And they really are the unsung heroes. Nobody recognizes them, but I do because I know the wonderful work that they do with the children. Uh, to me, the children are our future. And we have to absolutely make sure that we look after our children and teach them so well. Yeah. Lovely. I would love to share them as well on this platform. So if you ever want to meet up with me again, let's do it. Let's do another video and get them out there so people know about them. Thank you so much, Margaret. For Thank joining. you very much. Lovely being on your show. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.